Hello, my name is Father Edward Looney, and you're listening to the podcast, How They Love Mary, a podcast that I hope will either be the beginning or the deepening of your Marian devotion. Today, I'm very excited to be having a conversation with a wife and a mother who wants to teach other children the prayers that she's been saying with her kids. And I think family prayer is a great gift and something that family should do. I always have this image in my mind of mothers and fathers husbands and wives kneeling down at the bedside with their children and saying their prayers with their kids as they say, good morning, Jesus, or good night, Jesus, as that's the title of this book, Good Night, Jesus, a children's bedtime story written by Kate Sidnor. Uh, and so she joins me today to share a little more about this book. So thanks so much, Kate, for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Excited to have this conversation with you. Yeah, and I hope I said your name right. Uh, you know, that's one thing I didn't do. I didn't ask you how to say your last name. So <laughs> so my apologies for that. It's a hard last name. It's Sidner. Sidner. Very good. Well, so, so tell me a little bit now. Uh, so when your name came across my email and I saw the book, I'm like, I'm pretty sure I've seen this name. I've communicated with this person. And I, I never figured out how we knew each other or how we had been in contact, but you just told me how it was. And uh, you used to work for EWTN and listeners of the show might know that I've been to EWTN several times. Uh, I've been on different shows there, EWTN Live, Women of Grace, uh, and uh, At Home with Jim and Joy was actually my first live show. So you were the travel agent or whatever with EWTN. You booked our travels. So, which I must tell you, Birmingham is not the most convenient airport to fly into. <laughs> that is right. Yes, I worked for EWTN for five years. Um, it was a great company to work for. And yes, when I saw your name come across as a request for an interview, I was like, Yes, absolutely. I know him. Um, so it's great that you're my first interview as well. I have booked your travel to EWTN and um, and Jim and Joy's going to actually be my first live show as well. Actually, it's a pre-recorded one, but oh, sure, it'll be sure. my first TV interview. Well, that's great. And uh, you'll be able to go back to your stomping ground there in Irondale, Alabama. And so you wrote this book, Good Night, Jesus. My understanding is it really comes from your own prayer life with your family. But of course, to get to the point to write a board book for kids, you had to meet your husband. So how'd you meet your husband? I met my husband. I was living in Denver at the time. That's where I went to college. And he was born and raised in Denver as well. Um, we actually met through some mutual friends. Um, he was wearing an Alabama hat and my whole family is from Alabama. And I was like, what is this Colorado boy doing wearing an Alabama hat? Um, and we just started talking and, you know, went on our first date. And then um, we eventually moved out here to Alabama when, um, you know, to get married and have kids, kind of just to escape that city life of Denver and um, moved to Alabama. And then uh, he obviously proposed, you knew he was the one, and then you formed your family. So how many kids do you have? Yes, we have two kids, um, a three-year-old and a two-year-old. Um, so they're both girls. Emmy is the three-year-old. She'll actually be four on Sunday. So my whole family flew into town and we're going to have a birthday party this weekend, which I'm really excited about. Um, she is 
the ultimate girly girl, you know, um, she loves only will wear dresses. She's very sweet, emotional, loves pink and sparkles. And then I have a two-year-old who will be three in November and she is the opposite, which is so funny to raise two children who are completely opposite. (laughs) Um, She's my adventurer, not afraid to get dirty, loves to try new things, Um, but they are so much fun. Yes. And they're 15 months apart. So it can be wild, but anyone with kids knows that it's wild, but also beautiful too. So tell me, how do you and your husband, maybe before kids, how did you and your husband pray together as a couple? I think that's an interesting question. But then also like now as you have children, how do you pray together as a couple with children? Yeah, that's a great question. So before... um, before kids I mean kids honestly changed us so much like for the better in all areas of our life like I it's so hard to explain um so before you know it was just at nighttime before we went to bed and at meals and at church but when we had kids like that changes everything for us um you know, they're always on the move and, um, you know, we don't get that quiet time all the time. So we've kind of prioritized making prayer. Of course, we still do those family times at meals and at nighttime. Um, but we also take prayer on the go with us everywhere we go. Um, you know, just not to overcomplicate things when we're in the car, we'll say a little prayer, um, you know, to get us there safely and where we're going, um, and, when they're having big feelings, we say prayers, two-year-olds and three-year-olds are very emotional um, and, you know, have meltdowns and it can be just crazy when they're both um, having big emotions. And so a big thing that has saved us is prayer. Um, We'll stop and we'll pray. And I'll say, God, please be with us during this moment. Please be with Emmy and Campbell. Um, And then I'll ask them, who would they like to pray for? And then they'll list off, you know, their grandparents. And then before you know it, they've stopped their meltdown. So I just am such a big um, advocate for just bringing prayer life with you wherever you go. It doesn't have to be complicated, um, just short, frequent prayers everywhere. And that's just kind of how I guess kids have changed us that I used to think that, you know, thanking God for just those big things, like becoming pregnant, um, having the birth of our children, like those really big things. But um, my children have taught me that, you know, we can be thankful all the time for everything, even the littlest of things, like when my kids stop to jump in a puddle, you know, like just the silliest, funniest things um, we can see God's joy in. So you wrote this story then, Good Night Jesus, a children's bedtime story. And Kind of what was the inspiration? Uh, Of course, I think a lot of people probably tell stories to their kids. Maybe they pray with their kids, but not everybody decides like, let's write this and share this with others. So so what was the motivation and inspiration for the book? Um, Well, my children and my husband, we every night we read books together. Um, As I used to be an elementary school teacher, so reading, I read to them even when they were in the womb. Like reading to me is so important. Um, So we've always read to them uh, every single night and said prayers. And at the end of our prayer, we'll um, conclude it by saying, thank you, God, for this day. Um, And then as my children got older, they 
you know, have their own opinions and like to be in control sometimes. So they would start adding to this. So they would say, mommy, let's thank God for our next door neighbor, Sarah Jane, or let's thank God for our dog, Lily. And they just, you know, would list off all these things that they wanted to thank God for um, their blocks and their bubbles. And they had just had so much fun, you know, thanking God for different things throughout their day. And at the end of the night, my husband and I, um, we do this every night. It may not seem like a lot, but it's a lot for us. We spend 15 minutes, no phones, no TVs. And we just talk like about our day. Um, you know, before I love to read, so I'll read at night. So we just spend those 15 minutes just to connect and communicate. And one night um, I was like, you know what? I just think it would be such a good idea to combine our nightly books and our prayers and gratitude lists into one beautiful book. And he encouraged me to start writing it. So those, that was my inspiration. You know, my husband and my kids and our nightly prayers and books. And then it ended up getting picked up by Sophia Institute Press or EWTN Press. Uh, I forget which imprint it's with. Uh, but how did you search out for a publisher then? Great question. So I was working for EWTN um, and one of my great friends, Caroline, wrote a book, ABC, Get to Know the Saints with Me. And um, when this idea came to me that night, I reached out to her and I said, you know, I have this idea, like, what do you think? Where would I start? Um, and she, you know, um, gave me the contact of who to reach out to at EWTN. And of course, I already knew them through working there. Um, so I sent them my book idea and they said they'd love to see the script, like the whole written out book. Um, so I sent that to them and then they decided that they loved the idea too. Um, so just a, a lot of different people in my life who helped me, you know, make it come, come to be life. I mentioned to you that the book is only 16 pages. It's a board book. That was something you said uh, to me earlier. It was uh, very important to you to have. So so I'm sure that maybe it went from, I know how the editing stages go. So maybe it went from, let's say, I don't know, 200 words to 100 words or whatever that would be for, for this story. So um, how did you whittle it down to what you got it to? Um, yes. So the first book was, I think it was maybe double the amount of pages because I wanted there to be a page with each um, blessing, you know, thank you, God, for our grandparents. And then I wanted a picture and then I wanted on the next page, I wanted a Bible verse um, to go with that um, blessing. And I wanted it written in kid-friendly language. So um, instead of having two pages you know, the, the blessing and the Bible verse, we combine them into one page. Um, so that we have the blessing, we have the picture, and then we have the Bible verse on the bottom. Um, so that kind of helped cut down the number of pages. And um, I think it turned out really well, but having the Bible verses was so important to me, um, you know, to know that this isn't just things that your mom and dad are telling you to be grateful for, that you think you should be grateful for, but also these are in the Bible that you know, they're important. The Bible says they're important too, and that we should be grateful for them. So that was really important to me, you know, to include those Bible verses. So I'm so, so glad we got everything that I really wanted into this book and on all the pages. 
And it's called Good Night Jesus. So your vision is that people would do this in the evening uh, as the as the child is retiring for bed. Is that right? That's right. Um, yeah, I really wanted a way, a beautiful book to end your day with your children to reflect on your blessings from the day and prayer and faith and gratitude all in one book. And the illustrations, I really wanted to reflect that as well. Um, be beautiful, but also be soft and calming in your nighttime routine. And as a teacher, um, they say blues and greens kind of promote that relaxation. So I really wanted the pictures to be blues and greens, neutral colors, soft illustrations. So uh, Anna, the artist, really did a great job. And then is your vision for it that the parents maybe at a very young age would start reading the book, you know, kind of the child can hear it, child maybe doesn't understand, but kind of creates that routine. And then eventually the parent wouldn't be reading it, but then the the, the child, him or herself, she, he or she would be reading that. Yes, you're absolutely right. Um, so through my education as an early childhood teacher, um, you know, children start reading before they actually start reading the words, if that makes sense. So they start looking at the pictures, they start associating meaning with pictures and meaning with the words, um, and they can start doing that right away. Um, so they really start reading before you think that they are starting reading. So that is my idea that, you know, the parents will read this to the kids and then the kids will grow up and they will just love this book and start reading it themselves as well. I'm sure you have copies of the book already, and maybe I've seen the finished product. You've held it in your hands. Uh, do your two-year-old and three-year-old or whatever their ages were, uh, do your young kids pick up the book and, and page through it? And what's that like for you, not only as a mom to see it, but then also as the author to see it? It's a wonderful full circle moment of it becoming, you know, just an idea with my children and now like a book that we could actually read with them. And then my husband read with them, you know, last night. Um, and yes, in the pictures, the, the artist was able to um, use inspiration for my own children. So they're actually in the pictures, both of my daughters. Um, so it was, yeah, it was really such a beautiful moment um, seeing them open the book and flip through the pages and say, oh my gosh, that's me. Um, and, you know, and ask to read that book. Say, mom, let's read Good Night Jesus tonight. I'm imagining that maybe you have the entire text of it, again, 16 pages, that you have it memorized. Is that, would that be a good guess? Um, I would say so, but don't quiz me on that. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I kind of like, you know, that it's Good Night Jesus, a children's bedtime story. But I'm wondering, you know, could this lead to other projects of yours? Could there be a good morning, Jesus? Could there be a good night, Mary, saying good night to the Blessed Mother? Like, uh, do you have a vision for continuing to develop the brand? Um, I love that idea of doing a good night, Mary. She's so important um, and was a huge tool in my prayer life when I was, you know, hoping to get pregnant. You know, I called upon her. her. So I think that that would be such a beautiful idea for a children's book. Um, I was also thinking of doing 
a, a Catholic twist on classics. So you know how this is kind of a twist on Goodnight Moon. I was thinking it would be so cute to do if you give a mouse a cookie, but if you give a mouse a rosary, he's going to ask for this, you know, and just go through the list of different things that a rosary could lead you to do. Yeah, you know who has a, a, a mouse series, and it's like most nuns is uh, Hallie Stewart or Haley Stewart. Uh, so she has these uh, mouses that are mice that are uh, sisters and kind of interesting adventures that they go on. Now that's not a board book; that's it's a cute. storybook, and yeah. So, so that's interesting to bring uh, maybe that perspective uh, into that. So. Uh, yeah, it, it's a, a great gift. And I think, you know, so right now uh, people are getting ready. So it's so interesting because I live in Wisconsin and, uh, you know, our first day of school isn't really till the end of August. Maybe even some schools start September 1st or something like that. But it's so interesting to me. I see all of these people on Instagram, you know, that live all over the country and they're like, first day of school, here's our pictures. And, and to me, it's like, well, I won't be seeing these pictures on my feed from people I know uh, for another few weeks. And uh, I, I've been told in Wisconsin, this is because of our uh, uh, our county fairs, our state fair, et cetera, that, that like school is delayed for the sake of the fairs and workers. And this is maybe <laughs> not true. I'm not sure. But that's what someone told me once. But um, I think, though, as people are going back to school now, this is an opportunity for new routines and uh, you know, like you get back into the daily routine of, okay, I need to pack the lunch for the kids as they go to school. I, and then they come home. Okay. I need to look over their homework if they have homework or, you know, just to make sure they're reading or whatever it is. So there's the routine. So, so this book I think really should be and could be then incorporated into a family's nightly routine with each other. And uh, so uh, I like it because I always am a big fan of teaching people the language of prayer. I, I just don't think sometimes we know how to talk to Jesus or talk to the Father or the saints or whoever. Like We don't necessarily always know that language, so we need that modeled for us. And so as you write, Good Night, Jesus— well, that's teaching a little kid how to say good night to the Lord, how to say thank you, Lord. And uh, I think that's the gift. So so I really do hope people make this a, a routine. And it's not just something you pick up once and then put on the little library shelf at home, but that you return to it again and again, because that's what it's meant for, I think. Yes, exactly. I hope it does become, you know, part of the nighttime routine, um, prayer and gratitude and ending with the Lord's prayer at the end of the book um, is such a great way to encompass um, a nighttime routine. Yeah. Well, this is wonderful. A good night, Jesus. A children's bedtime story uh, is now available. You can purchase it from Sophia Institute Press. You can purchase it from EWTN through their religious catalog and uh, are there any other ways that people can acquire the book or, uh, you know, it'd be great if it could get into a Barnes and Noble and they would put it in their board book section. Like that would be a great way for, for, you know, kind of secular people to begin thinking about, maybe I should hand this on to uh, this belief in God onto a child. So, so can people find it any other way bes besides Sophia and EWTN? 
Yeah, so right now it's on EWTN and Sophia, but on August 15th, it will be on Barnes and Noble and Amazon because just exactly what you said, like I, you know, outside the Catholic faith, I think it's so important that people get introduced to Jesus, like our whole society. Like, I think just a small introduction to Jesus can change your life. Like, and I think hopefully maybe this book can help with that. Yeah. And, you know, what I think kind of the genius of it, I'm guessing that it's not necessarily for a Catholic audience. Of course, you're a Catholic, the publisher's a Catholic, but anybody uh, of a Christian faith, this uh, this book would appeal to them. Is that a fair assessment? There isn't necessarily a Catholic theology in this little board book? <laughs> yes, I guess that's fair to say. It can be accessible to anyone. Sure, sure. And uh, so I remember just, uh, you know, I, I don't remember board books, but I do remember some of those early books that I read as a kid or uh, I found some when I was moving, you know, that I actually like just have carried with me, uh, w- which was like an illustrated children's Bible or this yellow cover Lives of the Saints book. So so I've kept those and I've had them all since my childhood. And uh, so I think kids sometimes will treasure these things. And I've actually seen it and you won't see this for, for 60. 20 years from now, but I've seen it that families have passed down these books um, generation to generation. So like, you know, someone gave uh, someone gave their book to, you know, this was the book that I read when I was a ye toddler 25 years ago. And now here's my kid and he's holding that same book. And, and so I bet this could be one of those books too, like goes down through the generations. Yeah, I hope so. It reminds me of my baby shower. Instead of cards, people brought books and it didn't, they didn't have to be new books. So they could have been books that were your favorite as a child. They could have been, you know, a book from a Goodwill, a used book. It didn't have to be like this, a brand new book. So I had the most beautiful children's library from that. And um, a lot of them were people who said this was my favorite book as a child, you know, ad- adults bringing them to me. Um, and it was, it, it was so great. Um, and so, yeah, I hope that this can be one of those books, a classic in homes. And I've had friends reach out to me and say, you know, I want to, I have a couple baby showers to go to this summer and I'm going to buy your book to give to them. And mm-hmm. I just love that. It's such, I think would be such a beautiful gift to give a new family who's welcoming a baby. Yeah, definitely. So there's lots of different ways that this book could be gifted. So the baby shower, um, you know, there's there's nothing to say you can't give it as a wedding gift too, like an anticipation that they'll have a kid. Uh, it's It'll make for a great Christmas gift. It'll make for a great birthday gift. Grandparents can keep this at their house. Like if, you know, if a grandparent has a kid that's not practicing the faith and so their grandchild is is not uh, raised in the faith, like this little book can be a simple way of introducing them to Jesus uh, as they have the sleepover at grandma and grandpa's house. So so there's lots of ways that people can gift and use this book, Good Night Jesus, a children's bedtime story uh, written by Kate, 
published by Sophia Institute Press. So thanks so much uh, for taking time out of your life as a mom. I don't know where your kids are right now, but obviously you're able to be in front of a camera and a microphone to have this conversation. So uh, grandparents. Ah, that's it. And that's why they are mentioned in this book to say that we are grateful for grandparents. That's right. Well, that's wonderful. And uh, so go out and get this book and share it with the toddler in your life. Thanks so much, Kate, for being with me today. Thank you, Father.